Hey y'all, this is your girl Shannon back at it with another episode of Pothead Stuff. Today, we are going to continue watching the documentary that was on Epoch TV called Gender Transformation. And we're going to get right into it. And here we go where we left off. Evie, what are you doing? Why are you not coming home? Mommy's so worried about you. She's being accused of child abuse. Yeah, well, it is abusive to not accept who someone is. I miss you so much, Ed. Right? And I want you to come home. I miss you too. Yeah. And come leave him. He's going through enough have to deal with you. He needs support right now. Yeah. You need to stop manipulating my sister. What are you doing? Are you are you okay? What what is this? Abby, I need me. classes that they require so I did everything in my power to go and say okay here I am you're asking me to do this you uh, I'm doing it but no matter what I did I always was accused that uh, I was forcing my daughter the fuck were you forcing on her nothing and I learned going to court every time I was there they came to me and asked me you know, it's time. If you don't sign this paper for her to get the treatment, she's going to take her life away and it's going to be on you. LGBT was there uh, coaching her, um, telling her that this was the right age to do it because the state of California will pay for all the transition surgeries, uh, medication, the hormones, everything. The judge was the one who signed the form, the permission to allow her to start the treatment. I cried that day. I asked my attorney to go back to her, to the judge, and ask her to allow my daughter to have a psych evaluation before going to this treatment. No, she denied. And she said, there is no need for it. The state was taking control of everything. And that makes no sense because before you can have gender reassignment surgery, you have to have medical evaluation, medical treatment, you have to go through therapy. So if that is the case, why are they not giving it to these children? Why are you just letting them have the surgery? Like it doesn't make sense to me. Some, something's not adding up, something's stanky in the water. 
Denmark. social media her taking the pills it's just sad when you gotta watch a child grow up through social media because the government wants to step in over some dumb shit that they don't know nothing about so one would think if you gave a puberty blocker for say six months then the person would be sort of frozen as far as development and then once you stop the puberty blocker the development would continue the problem is there are underlying processes which you don't see which are also involved with puberty. For example, bones are also developing under the influence of testosterone and estrogen so that the bones where they are supposed to have a very rapid increase in density and strength will, will be stopped. They will be flatlined during that time. They've shown that majority of the kids who start with puberty blockers will continue on to what they call cross-sex hormones or opposite-sex hormones that are even more difficult to reverse. So before surgery, um, I was very excited. I thought that's what I wanted. Then being uh, love-bombed, affirmed by the community, and then euphoria. Like the first time I injected, afterwards I actually felt like really proud of myself. Of course, I'm getting affirmed by my community online and friends in real life who are trans are like, yeah, great job. The first couple months I was pretty excited about what I was doing and the changes I was seeing. I did feel like my body was thinning out. I could see it in the mirror. I was happy that it was happening. I thought I was on the right track, so I was yay, this is me, it's working, you know, I can see the developments in my hips and my breasts, and you know, I thought I had really good legs, I thought I had a really good body. So I was getting these features from the medications that it was affirming, okay, yes, my body is now matching with my mentality, you know, this is what I thought, because I was like, maybe this is me, maybe all these people affirming this, maybe this is me, so let's just do it. with some other trans-identified teenage girls and I saw how much support they would get just for being what they called their true selves and I saw that their their family and friends were really supportive of them and I mean throughout my transition I was getting probably the most support I ever had in my life up until that point. Evan just started his uh, hormone treatment so uh, let's give him all our love, yes. okay, guys? A month after she started, you know, the treatment, my daughter was in pain. She used to cry, she couldn't sleep. She couldn't concentrate after, you know, taking these hormones. And this chemical was trying to force her little bones to change, you know, to her body.
And not for nothing, this is... This episode is like some propaganda, but I'm, I'm, so far I'm behind it. Because it's saying everything that I believe. But still, you gotta take it with a grain of salt the way you watch it, the way you listen to it, and what your thought patterns are. But I've always said, I know that trans surgery is not 100% and not everybody is happy with it. And now you're actually seeing documentaries and people that aren't happy with it and people that are uh, detransitioning. Like all the natural sex hormones in my body were cleared out i started to feel kind of depressed actually i started experiencing some suicidal thoughts i started to become dysfunctional in just about every area of my life the worst part honestly is the fact that i was allowed to do all this and that nobody was willing to stop me and have a second opinion Instead, I was affirmed, I was love-bombed, I was allowed to destroy my body. They put a, a small amount of estrogen with a large amount of blocking of testosterone to block my testosterone from being developed. And then I felt down, I felt tired, I felt exhausted, I felt, my mom said I looked like a pale ghost. Like I wasn't getting enough oxygen, my fingers were looking purple, my toes were turning purple, I was, blood circulation in my legs were lacking. During that time, about two years in, I actually ended up developing a polyp in my, um, uh, my colon. I asked them what was the cause of it, and they said, well, you have a high estrogen level in your system and you're a man, technically. My cardiologist stepped in. I was getting blood clot blockage. He said, okay, we're gonna have to do a surgery. Come to find out, I had two weeks to live. I started to seek um, surgery. I wanted my breast gone. Um, and so my gender specialist had me referred to a surgeon, a surgeon who operates on minors. And uh, that's absolute insanity. So you mean to tell me, old boy was trying to become a girl. And because of the estrogen they were giving him and the testosterone blockers that they were giving him, it caused him to end up only having two weeks to live unless he stopped the medication and got all these surgeries to correct everything the medication was doing wrong. Oh my fucking God. Dude. Dude. There wasn't really any questioning at all. It was just like, oh, you want this? Let's go ahead and uh, let's look for that. I've seen some videos on YouTube and... um the tissue, the, the, the scar tissue was quite visible. I, I do a lot of these surgeries actually, so, so I, I, I quite know how to handle them. Yes, I assure you. Will he be in pain when he wakes up? No, no pain uh, whatsoever. Um, and you know, he'll be back to normal very, very soon. And uh, more satisfied than ever. So, so are there any risks? No, no risks. And uh, we, we got everything covered. That's a lie. Mrs. Connor, so right now I need you to leave the ER so we can get on with the operation. That was all lies, lies, and more lies. These kids are getting put on puberty blockers like after the first visit, or they're just going straight to hormones, or they're just getting pushed through this pipeline of surgery. 
I told myself I wanted to wait five years for breast implants, ten years for the bottom surgery. The reason why I'm bringing that up is because not even a year into hormones, one medical professional had signed me off for surgery for both breast implants and bottom surgery when I had only asked for breast implants. So when I went to go into the Planned Parenthood building to do my surgery, it wasn't to do the surgery, it was just to talk about it. It was literally as if I could pick 25 different sets of breasts that I could pick from, but I could just build myself, pick and choose what I wanted. Wow, you go to Planned Parenthood to get that shit? A team of five that were in there, one of them stayed behind and told me the actual harmful effects and the results of failure rates of the bottom surgery and the top surgery of being 68 to 72 percent failure rate and you're not going to have any feeling down there it's going to be gone there's no place to replace it there's it isn't reversible somebody told him the truth before i was <clears throat> transitioning i was a perfectly healthy girl why is it that my skin grafts are failing two years after my surgery if the science is there Start by removing the breast tissue. Afterwards, we'll, we'll replace his nipples. Now nah, that baby woke up on a table. This is the surgery of Caden. Oh, they messing that baby up. about how much the procedures bring in. It's a lot of money. We surgery make a lot of money. Uh, so females and male chest reconstruction could bring in $40,000. A patient just on routine hormone treatment who I've only seen a few times a year could bring in several thousand dollars. That's why they're doing it. Told you it's all fucking big pharma. Vanderbilt University, their medical school, and they're not the only ones that are that are doing this. There's definitely a money trail towards having these transgender patients as lifelong medical patients. What we're seeing with the, the medical companies, the medical device, and the pharmaceutical companies, when they can fund the activists and the NGOs to stir up a lot of passion. Hey, we need this, we're suffering, we have gender dysphoria, we're gonna commit suicide if, if we don't transition. There's a demand then for it. And then the, the companies, the medical schools, the, the hospitals that say, oh, well look, all this demand, we have to have some emergency use authorization. We have to start doing research. We have to start doing this because it is a mental health crisis among our youth. I've been a women's rights campaigner since I've been in my 20s. I've been working in the environmental movement for years. 
2013 or so, I noticed in the activist communities that I was in that anybody acknowledging biological reality was being censored. And this was happening more and more. The woman who is likely the world's best-known children's author is defending herself against growing accusations of transphobia. Well, they protested his classes, called him a Nazi, and labeled him transphobic. Dave Chappelle speaks out, and he's not backing down. Even though the media frames this, that it's me versus that community, this has nothing to do with them. It's about corporate interests and what I can say and what I cannot say. This was very, very concerning. And so I started to look at why was this added to the LGB, the T? Where did it come from? And if you're going to look for anything in this country, you're going to follow the money because it will always tell you the truth. Who's funding these LGB organizations? And so what I found was a whole lot of very, very powerful um, moneyed people in the highest echelons of finance, pharma, and technology. One of the first people I found was Jennifer Pritzker, part of the wealthiest families in America, the Pritzker family, who were massively invested in the techno-medical complex the most probably important LGBT organization was Arcus Foundation. They were driving this gender identity ideology through all of our institutions with their money. And they created this whole political apparatus through these organizations by um, selling people basically on this being a human right as part of the LGB. They actually only became LGBT from like 2004 to 2006 and they all shifted they all started to add the T when you look at the powerful people behind this the major corporations major banks international law firms all our big technology companies governments politicians at the highest echelons of Western societies why are they all doing this the parents of transgender children affirming your child's identity is one of the most powerful things you can do to keep them safe and healthy I think this is the most important question, really. Why are they all doing this simultaneously for a fraction of the population, like not even 1% of the population? It doesn't make rational sense. It's all about the Benjamins, baby. They do it for the money. She said the biggest thing, it's the tech companies, the pharmaceutical companies, the government. Everything. It's all the big, big, big ups. They're shoving this shit out there and they force the, the transgender on us in order to make more money. Because look, the more we fight them, the more they go to court, the more they get the surgeries and this and that, we push it, push them towards it because they feel like we don't want them to do it. We actually just want them to stop and think about it. But because of the fact that they're going to think that, you know, oh, this is, you're, you're hating on me, you don't love me, blah, 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 all because it, this shit is just stupid. And then when you got the president talking on it too, that's something that you shouldn't, president shouldn't even be involved in that shit. This shit should be in your household. Mm -hmm.
Well, and I think the biggest influence on why this is being infiltrated into my field and in the medical profession is money. And this is coming from top down. And then the propaganda and the messaging fools people to believe that what they're doing is kind and nice and helpful. Human rights movements come from the ground up. They come up against corporate entities and governmental policies. They come from the people. This is all coming from the top of society. It's coming with great big gobs of money, millions and millions and millions of dollars being just funneled into all our institutions um, to drive this down into the culture. The princess who came to your ball tonight was me. I don't want to do things just because that's the way they've always been done either. So you're going to tell me Fozzie transgender? I mean, not Fozzie. Whatever that blue-green thing is with the big nose on the Muppets. There's a surgeon in California that makes around a million and a half dollars a year doing the surgeries. The presidents of these clinics have come out and said, we need to do this because it's so profitable. They never talk about how much harm is being caused and that it's causing 19 times more likely for you to commit suicide. She used to cry. She couldn't sleep. She couldn't concentrate after, you know, taking these hormones. She used to tell mom, I can't handle this pain. It hurt all my bones hurt. You're forcing your bones to outgrow themselves. They weren't built for that. So, but in my head, I say, why they are doing this? And they know that she's in pain. Why continue doing this to her? It's a political agenda being worked out. And kids are sort of a test subject. Because you may have very large organizations, but there's a small group of people who are controlling these organizations, and they tend to be political. Yep. They 100% push affirmative care. And this was all done deliberately. They knew once they got it into the, the medical journals that all of the other uh, organizations out there would follow, and that's exactly what they've done. Doctors won't speak out. Very few of us will speak out. You have... Uh, very few psychologists or psychiatrists who are willing to speak out. There are some, but if you belong to a very large medical organization, they will threaten your job. Massive organizations around the country crazy. are suppressing what doctors might otherwise uh, want to say. Nah, fuck that. I want my doctor to tell me the truth. So you have online hormone companies getting rounds of funding, $25 million. There's money to be made. It's a $1.5 billion industry for surgery alone. And I think that's an underestimate. It was a while until I started questioning it, actually. It wasn't until my mastectomy that I started to realize that this really isn't the path that I should be on. As a teen, you tend to think you're invincible and that nothing bad will happen to you. The blockers, the testosterone, and eventually the surgery all ended up making me sick. 
it took away opportunities from me as an adult while I was still a child and I'll never be the same. It's destroyed my health. I don't know if I'll ever be able to conceive a child. He messed up his mental. That has completely changed the trajectory. Because he's still dressed like a little girl. Pigtails and all. My chest is completely numb. Like, I can't feel most of it just because I've, I've had three surgeries for on my chest to add the implants, to remove the implants, and then to reconstruct my chest because the removal of the implants had left so much excess skin that it looked like I had gynecomastia. Left half of my body shakes on its own uncontrollably. I don't know what caused that, if it was the hormones, if it was the surgery. Besides that, other side effects, health issues, uh, my genitals are have atrophied, so I have really tiny genitals. Oh, uh, shit. That, it's really hard to use the restroom. You got tiny berries. It's kind of fucked up, but I'm high, so tiny berries was the first thing that came out. Shit is crazy. Where are you? I I can't do this without you. Please call me back. Mm-hmm. You need somebody to go through with you, huh? But you ain't got nobody. She walking through the school hall, sick. Now you going into the boys' bathroom to go to the bathroom. You still a whole girl. You thought was she gonna told happen. me, Mom, I realized that no matter what I do, I'm never gonna be like my brother. I'm in pain. Um, I can't sleep. I can't concentrate. I, it's not working the way that I thought. You see, They're always trying to think. Transition. There was nothing available. I had to walk in complete darkness alone with one therapist who was willing to help me, but at the same time scared of losing his license. It's kind of assumed when these hormones are prescribed to trans people that they're gonna stay on it for the rest of their life. None of the doctors I'd ever talked to said anything about this is what to do if you go off testosterone. I've gone to some dark places, but this was definitely the worst. I could barely get out of bed. It was a lot rougher than I thought it was going to be. The process of detransitioning is definitely a lot harder than transitioning. I had no support from pretty much anybody, even the doctors themselves, like my endocrinologist and um, my therapist, gender specialist, my surgeon, have been very unhelpful. My 
mental state was pretty much at its its lowest. I often felt very suicidal. I didn't really know if I was gonna make it. See, when you don't want it, then they leave you behind alone to fend for yourself. That's the real, real fucked up situation. Because now you realize that that's not what you want. You're not in the wrong body. You're realizing that. And it's just not working. Now they just leave you. And leave you. I mean leave you. By yourself. No help whatsoever. Absolutely no help. This girl about to go kill herself. I know she is. It's the way they make it seem. It's why all the sad music is playing. And she's standing on the train tracks. receive an, another phone call. I answer it and this person asked me, are you Jaylee's mom and all these questions? I say yes. I thought maybe they found my daughter. She asked me, are you driving? You say yes, I'm in the freeway driving. I'm going back home. When she asked me to park my car, I ask her, no, don't ask me to park my car or get out of the freeway. No. It can't be her. I want to see her. I'm sorry. circumstances, there's nothing that you can recognize. I'm so, so sorry. And you see, that's the bullshit because the government stepped in. Well, first the school stepped in, then the friend stepped in, then she got, her daughter got kidnapped, and then they put her daughter in a group home because the government stepped in all trying to say she was child abusing her child she was doing nothing but loving her child and look what happened when the government stepped in she lost her child literally her baby removed her own batteries because she was so confused and her head was so discombobulated and that's a shame all she needed was somebody to just talk to her don't talk at her just listen. I got out of the car and I was throwing up. And I, I didn't want to believe that my daughter was gone. Sadly, I don't have my daughter anymore. I'm here 
so the parents can be aware of what's going on and how these groups work. We have what we call trans radical activists who will come and interrupt us. We don't hate them. We have sympathy for them. And we look upon them as maybe our own kids. Even though we don't like the fact that they disrupt us and that they're cruel. As Abigail Martinez stood up there talking about the suicide of her daughter, you could hear one of them saying, cry more. But I was a point that I just broke down and I cried. I was able to understand that these people are confused. These people are in pain and they don't want anyone to know the truth. Because like my daughter and any other kid going through this transition, they did it too. And that proves that they are not happy, but they need to put that face that they are happy, they are good, their life is different. But inside, I could tell that it's not the truth. I knew I'd been living. And that's part of why I said, I, I don't claim to be part of the LGBT Q-I-A L-M-N-O-P Alphabet Soup The Mafia The ABC Gang Like I don't fuck with them They're Once you added the T And you got the transgenders in there It We lost the meaning of our movement Our movement The LGB Was about being inclusive now these transgenders are trying to exclude everybody and make everybody into a subcategory. If you started transitioning and you want to detransition, you should still be allowed in the clique because you it you realize that that's not what you want, but you're still an ally. There should be no fighting amongst us, but with y'all being out, going out, you know treating these mothers that have lost their children to suicide over this transgender thing whatever you want to call it it I don't know it just mm, you need to be kinder to them you want them to be kinder to you you need to be kinder to them vice versa respect begets respect a lie could not bear to live a lie identifying as a woman when I wasn't. And then I realized that nobody's, anybody who's gone through this, it's the same thing. They never change their gender. We're just masquerading. Every story that comes out about a detransition is hope for the next person who's struggling. Every one of them is a powerful story, important story that needs to be told and every one of them is going to help another person find his way back. That's the hope.
I've realized that as long as you're physically healthy, there really is nothing wrong with your body. There's nothing that you have to change about yourself. And making a difference in your community is so much more important. I started connecting with women over a common experience that we had. And so I kind of had something to look up to. I had, I had some hope and that things would get better from here. They were in the same boat that I was, and so they were learning to appreciate like their own experience of being female and femininity and things like that. Seeing that kind of helped to guide me a little bit to doing the same for myself. It took me about a year to fully deprogram from gender identity ideology. It was very difficult. I feel like it was the act of deprogramming, just changing my beliefs that allowed me to recover from my depression. And it's been very healing. Having that family connection again, we can just like be together and love each other. But I do hope to speak to legislators more to realize that this is not the rainbows and sunshines that I was promised, that other detransitioners were promised. So I am very hopeful that we are changing the minds of others and that eventually that we will be able to protect lots of uh, young children and young adults from being hurt. I think people just thought it was nice. They didn't realize just how harmful this was. This is gonna be a dark time in our history, but I don't think this is gonna last. And I think more and more people are gonna step up. In fact, I only started talking about this publicly about a year ago, and there are so many more people out there speaking about it publicly. So many more detransitioners out there that aren't afraid to tell their story. And they're all finding each other. This is gonna turn around. I see hope in the future. We educate as much as we can. Part of our advocacy is to create a dialogue in reaching out to doctors who may be curious about the truth that, that's happening with gender. Hey, could you, did they send you a, a written consent form? It's really interesting that they're willing to meet with us and we call them listening sessions. They will sit and listen to stories of parents talking about their children and detransitioners. Hopefully we can start persuading them that gender affirmation model shouldn't be the one size fits all. I'm so proud of Erin Friday and all these people who are trying to stop this. So my hope is to talk and to tell you know the story so they be aware and more parents being aware. I know that uh, nothing that I do is gonna return my daughter, but at least my hope is to save other families to go through what uh, we went through. And that's a beautiful hope. that's the main thing right there like just talk to these kids get to the bottom 
and nothing else. Don't even talk. Just sit down and listen. When they talk, when they're telling you something, just shut the fuck up. Listen. That's what'll save these babies. That was the end of that documentary. It resonated on a lot of things that I say. It's big pharma and big money, big corporations behind all this shit that's going on with these transgenders and then they're forcing it on us and not telling us the dark side of it like all those that had to tra that want to trans detransition and those that um what you go through for your surgeries and stuff and how many repeat surgeries and all that and it it's a lot and these doctors are just shoving it on these babies instead of showing them both sides but it is what it is it can't be fixed overnight but at least we can get the word out remember peace love and hair grease and smoke them if you got them if you have any questions or show ideas or would like to try out any of the items that I've tried on any of these episodes, please reach out to me at potheadstuffshow at gmail.com. Again, that is P-O-T-H-E-A-D-S-T-U-F-F-S-H-O at gmail.com. And as always, stay lifted and in high spirits.